0: So, it's been two hours since the Super Bowl ended, and after doing some reflecting and a lot of arguments in group chats and on Twitter, I thought I'd get on the mic and talk about the game, but more than that, explain my actual stance on Tom Brady. If you know me, if you've been following my sports takes, you obviously know I'm not the biggest Brady fan, but. I think after seeing what everyone was coming after before tonight, that I need to explain myself and more specifically explain the roots of my quote-unquote Brady hate. When it's not really hate, it's more of just the reality and trying to point out some facts about this player that's just so polarizing that sometimes it's hard to just figure out all the details about his career, especially when there's just so many highs and not that many lows. And of course, it's capped off tonight with the seventh Super Bowl ring, an unbelievable achievement. But there's just so much more to this player. So quickly, just wanted to go over the Super Bowl. it's still fresh in my mind. Again, it's been two hours since the game ended. I mean, to hold Patrick Mahomes in that offense to nine points is just a phenomenal achievement, and I have to give Todd Bowles all the credit in the world for organizing that defensive scheme tonight and defensive game plan. And look, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a ton of talent on that end, but it starts with the coaching and the things he did to shut down Tyreek Kill tonight, not allow him again to open space and absolutely take advantage of a depleted Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. And I'd be remiss not to mention that. Because we all knew going into this game that Kansas City went in with five backup offensive linemen. But I feel like there wasn't much attention on it. it wasn't mentioned much during the game, at all, if at all. I mean, call me out if I'm wrong right now, but I don't think they mentioned that once throughout the game in the commentary. Not too much talk about going into the week. Everyone just assumed everything would be a okay But playing with five backup offensive linemen, that's a tall task for Mahomes, who, as we saw, did not look like he was at 100% today. Not even close. He was hobbling around and mentally didn't look like he was in it. And look, this is not, you know, drawing any conclusions right now. But who knows how Andy Reid was feeling after his son... Nearly killed multiple people in a in a tragic car accident. No, what's going through his head? Who knows? It just looked like this Chief team was out of it today. But let's give more credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers instead of talking about the faults of the Kansas City Chiefs because Tampa Bay just put together a fantastic game plan. And on offense, they were just as efficient as always They capitalized when they could. And as I talked about in my game previews throughout the week, they did the one thing that Green Bay wasn't able to do last week, which was game momentum, especially after the Chiefs' mistakes. And they buried this game so quickly. And they just completely controlled the narrative throughout. And that was the reason why they won this game. Everything about this game, they had their hands over. And it was unbelievably impressive. I give a lot of credit to Bruce Arians. For getting this team together and keeping them in it throughout the season, because there was a point, especially alluding to that Saints game when they got absolutely clobbered in the middle of the season. This team looked dead in the water, and out of nowhere, this defensive unit came out and just had one of the most dominant playoff performances between shutting down Aaron Rodgers for the uh no, for the most part, because Rodgers did not have a bad game. Just wasn't able to capitalize the right moments. And then completely shutting down Mahomes in this one. Something that's never been done by any NFL team. Except for the Dolphins in one quarter this past season. In three years now. So that's an achievement on its own. But overall, a very deserving championship for this Buccaneers team. Give them all the credit in the world. And you know, as they say, it's the ultimate team sport. And they proved it. They came together as a cohesive unit. They definitely did their preparation to the highest level. And everything about this game belonged to them. So, kudos to them. But let's start talking about Brady. You know, if I had to give my stance on him, obviously, I always say he's not the GOAT. But there's so much more to that. So, I guess I'll I'll have to start from the top. Well, I'll mention this first. (laughs) A lot of this a lot of these narratives, if you're on Twitter, you obviously know who the great Barry McCaukener is. And I'm not gonna say I'm brainwashed by him, because I don't think that's the correct term to say, because I can I can tell when things are about to get brainwashed. But a lot of these narratives and more of less of narratives, but more of facts that this guy, he's a complete nerd. If you don't know who he is, he's obsessed with Tom Brady. A lot of it has to do with the fact that Patriots fans are literally abusive towards him on on social media and have done some terrible things to him for no reason, or strictly because he doesn't like Tom Brady. But this guy has literally made a career on Twitter out of going and finding some unbelievably in-depth stats about just how Brady hasn't been as amazing as some people perceive, which is interesting. And I give him credit because they always say stats never lie. And I'm not a huge stats guy. I'm more of an eye test guy. But some of the stats are pretty eye-popping. I don't have them all on me right now. I'm not going to go and search through because I, I hate sitting there and listening to people spit out numbers all the time because, you know, sometimes it's just not the truth. But regardless of the fact, this guy's done a really good job of kind of showing the truth and exposing Tom Brady in a bit for who he really is and showing these narratives. And look, I haven't watched every game Brady's played in his career. I wasn't even born at the beginning. I mean, uh, for most of his... No, I was born for his his career, but you know wasn't able to fully experience his prime, but I think it's less of him you know or uh, I'll rephrase that. People talk of him as the goat, and let's discuss that right now. What does the goat really mean? Because there's a lot of people say, well, Brady's the goat, but Rogers is the most talented." So what does the GOAT mean? It means the greatest of all time. It's actually a really interesting term. I'd love to hear from different people what they really mean by the GOAT. Is it the most accomplished quarterback of all time? What are you defining by accomplished? Is it the quarterback with the most rings? Is it the quarterback with the most wins? And what what defines talent? Is it the great plays? Is it the stats? When I'm ranking quarterbacks especially, and look, of course, you know, you, it's really difficult to do, or almost impossible, to just do an overall best player of all time in football because there's just so many different positions that are completely contrasting, especially the defensive side of the ball versus the offensive side of the ball. But in terms of quarterbacks, when you're strictly ranking quarterbacks, and the reason why... Know, quarterbacks are referred to as the best players of all time, is that's a quarterback-driven league and it's a quarterback-driven sport, whether you want to admit it or not, teams rely on the performance of their quarterback. But going back to what I was saying earlier, when reading a quarterback, what I look for personally when I'm doing that narrative is their consistency and their dominance when it comes to playing the best teams in the biggest time. And historically, Tom Brady in the postseason, while he has won more games than anyone, hasn't been dominant from a statistical perspective in the playoffs. Yes, he has obviously won a lot of games, but by the stats, and it shows, you know, the simplest one of all of them was it took until today for him to pass Mark Sanchez, Blake Bortles, and Tim Tebow in, in uh, QBR in the playoffs or a passer rating, but it's stuff like that, you know, in my opinion, if you're the GOAT, you should be able to be absolutely dominant 80 to 90% of the time when you're playing in the playoffs, and of course, in the playoffs, you're going to play the best teams and the best defenses, and it's incredibly impressive, or even more impressive, to be dominant against them when they are more prepared and they're more skilled than the teams that you play in the regular season. But just an interesting concept overall. So I think the term, going back to what I was saying earlier, the term the GOAT is kind of just like a flawed concept, especially not even just in football. I'm not going to go and, and start talking about basketball right now. But when there's the whole MJ first LeBron thing, which I'm not getting into, how are you defining it? Is it by rings? Because if it's by rings, then Bill Russell's the GOAT because he's 11 of them. That's the thing. So I think it's overall dominance when it comes to the biggest moments. And by dominance, I don't mean like a game-winning drive. You know, Patrick Mahomes in two Super Bowls right now has not been dominant. He hasn't. He did not play well in the 2019 Super Bowl until the fourth quarter where he you know, pulled the rabbit out. And in this one, yes, of course, if you were watching, you obviously saw that between his injury, lingering. I don't think it was a huge deal, but it was still lingering. And the fact that he was playing from behind and the offensive line looked like the Jets offensive line for the past three years. He was running around like a madman and people argue that his two incompletions were better than any throw that Brady made tonight. But the guy hasn't been able in these two Super Bowls so far to put together complete performances. And with Brady, especially in the Super Bowl performances. This is honestly, statistically, maybe this one and the one against Philadelphia where they lost his only two like really above average Super Bowl performances. And even in this game, if you really look at it, they were built off of great starting field position and capitalizing in the right moments. He, I mean, he threw for like 201 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, it wasn't a dominant performance. He did what he had to do to win. And I completely respect that. And that's what, he done. That's what he's done throughout his entire career. And I have nothing against him for that. I think the biggest thing everyone needs to realize when it comes to my stance on Brady is no, of course not. He doesn't suck. That was never a thing. I never believed that. And you can't get to this level and stay in the league for this long by sucking. it's It's not possible. He's obviously an elite quarterback in this league. And yes, we also know that he's not the most talented quarterback in terms of the crazy throws and the running ability, and different things that he can do on a football field. But his intelligence is what stands out. And I have the utmost respect for that. And his ability to stay composed, which is very hard, especially in that position, which requires an unbelievable amount of focus and understanding of the game, which is something that he has such an edge around other quarterbacks. And everyone talks about his work ethic, but I think his work ethic is more off the field. I give him a lot of credit for that understanding. But it goes back to what I was saying earlier. What is the GOAT? Is it talent? Is it accomplishments? Is it, you know, thinking and dunking or throwing long balls down the field? Is it excitement? Could you be the GOAT if you're one of the most boring players? I mean, it's a very interesting argument. And I'd love to hear from you guys more than the best of what it really means. It's a very vague and misleading term. So I'd love to hear more about that. But there's a lot of factors that, go, factors that go into it. And then there's, of course, what we saw showcased tonight. I called it like a little microcosm of his career, his luck. I mean, there was the one drive. He had 50 seconds left in the first half. And he was able to go 79 yards down the field without throwing a pass or completing a pass. And then he threw a one-yard touchdown. It's stuff like that that, that ticks me off. Because that's stuff that he's, I guess he's been destined to have throughout his career. He's had a top 10 defense almost every year in his entire 20-year career, including this year at Tampa Bay. He's had elite receivers. He had Randy Moss. He had great guys like Julian Edelman, who made unbelievable uh, catches, like you know the one I always remember against Atlanta, where they missed the interception and he caught it in between three defenders. And when it hit off his leg, it was one of the craziest catches I've ever seen, or the Malcolm Butler interception, things like that. And look, obviously, it's not it's not him controlling that. He takes it for what it is. But you can't just deny the fact that this guy has gotten luckier than any, factually luckier than any athlete that we've ever seen. It It truly is the case. It's factual. There have been very few moments in his career where the tides have been turned against him. And he's been blessed throughout his Patriots career, which I guess I'll segue into right now with top-tier coaching, a top-tier offense, a top-tier defense, uh, top-tier special teams. And we saw today what that did to the Chiefs with their punting game. I mean, he was blessed with two of the best kickers we've ever seen in NFL history between Adam Vinatieri and uh, Steven Goskowski. And all of a sudden, he, co- he comes in this year, and the Bucks' kicking problems are officially solved. You know, he was able to pick this this Bucks team. He recognized, finally... That the Patriots team was kind of falling apart. And they were not good his last year at all. They were not a good football team. They feasted off a very bad schedule. And they got their ass kicked against the Titans. And he just left them. To go to Tampa Bay. Which I don't blame at all. That was a great move on his part. It's a genius move on Tom Brady's part. Chill in Florida. Amazing team. Amazing coach. Great weapons. How could you blame him? But. I'll segue into Belichick right now. And whether you think Brady's. The greatest quarterback, or not the Bill Belichick disrespect is unbelievable. It's like people forget what he's done. And we saw how incredibly hard it is to not only coach a team but to make the personnel decisions and build and construct a team. We saw what happened with Bill O'Brien, who you know couldn't do that for one season as the GM and the head coach, he self destructed. Bill Belichick, for two decades, constructed that Patriots team. And won six Super Bowls with them while building and coaching that squad. That's unbelievable. That's unheard of. Not many coaches in all of sports do both jobs. And he was able to do so. He's the mastermind. You know, Brady's not where he is without Belichick. And I guess you can say Belichick's not where he is without Brady, a guy that was just able to hang in there. And I just don't like how everyone is saying, Oh, Belichick must be at home furious right now. He's not furious. He won six Super Bowls. What does he have to be angry about? This guy's had an unbelievable career. And it wasn't because of all Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady would not have won a lot of his Super Bowls if it weren't for the disciplined defense in the ultra-disciplined special teams. And the teams that were constructed around him is consistent offensive lines. I mean, he had one throw today. Obviously he benefited from this offensive line. Today there was that one touchdown throw. He had 6 seconds to throw. I I tweeted out in flag football you don't even have that much time to throw because they blow the they blow the play dead. So you no know, Tom Brady was blessed with the perfect team. And I see a bit of it with Mahomes. I always said Mahomes was the perfect mix of Brady and Rodgers. He has Brady's luck and his ability and uh you know the blessing of being in just the perfect team the start of his career between having Andy Reid and Eric enemy and the great offensive line, which obviously was depleted, and the weapons and the defense now until this game, obviously, where they self-destructed. But he's been in perfect situation and he has the talent of Rodgers. I mean, he was the perfect quarterback in the perfect situation. But with Brady, it's still a tricky case because you factually can't deny both paths. Again, you can't deny his intelligence. You can't deny, you know, I don't go crazy about his leadership because, you know, I've played sports my whole life. You guys all know. And great leaders are able to elevate their team. But people go way overboard with this narrative that Brady as a leader makes his team like a thousand times better. You know, telling a guy to go out there and play his ass off and get an interception, you know, it's not Brady using his magic wand and (laughs) telling them to do that. You know, he has talented players on his team. That's why. It's not because Brady's telling them to do that. It's because they he has great teams and great coaches around him. He's still an amazing leader. I'm not taking that away from him. And there's players who are much I mean, we saw what happens with you know Dwayne Haskins this year, who can't lead a team and he got his captaincy script uh stripped. You no, know, there are quarterbacks who are shitty leaders. And Tom Brady is a great leader. And and clearly players love to play with him. No one's ever had any complaints about him. Give him a ton of credit for that. But his leadership hasn't led him to this success. That's not why. But again, you can't deny all the things that he's had go in his way throughout his career. The turnovers that his defense has forced to give him amazing starting field position. He's historically a very... Below average quarterback when he's not an incredible starting field position, which is in the other team's half of the field in his not only career, but playoff career. More specifically, he's benefited from that a ton. That's where a lot of his successes come from. And we saw it today. He benefited off of penalties and turnovers on the goal line, things along those uh, lines. It's just, you have to consider everything it, when you when you talk about this guy. It's not as cut and dry as everyone says. You know, they look at the rings, and yes, the rings are amazing. They're unbelievable. And yes, no, I know I mess with some of you guys. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's not just all Brady It's not all Brady winning the rings. I always say, like, you know, the Patriots won six rings, not Brady. And it's true. The Patriots as a team, offense and defense, because Brady doesn't play on both sides. Unlike, you know, again, to give the basketball analogy... You know, Jordan LeBron can play on both sides of the floor during the game. Brady only gets to play on one side. But, so it's, it's the ultimate team game, and you can't deny that. We saw it with the Buccaneers. You know, Tom Brady, his last two Super Bowls, his defenses have not allowed a touchdown. Do you understand how unbelievable of a stat that is? Two straight Super Bowls. Two hours worth of football with no touchdowns allowed up for his defenses. It is almost impossible to not win that game. I mean, he literally has to score a touchdown and a field goal to win. It's crazy. But his efficiency, his way to get down the field, I give him a lot of credit for it. I just don't think in the end he is, A, obviously the most talented quarterback. And even if he is the most accomplished, I just think overall baseline thing, the one thing you need to know out of, Listening to all 21 minutes of this so far is that I just think he's overrated. Just because of the factors that I've mentioned throughout these 20 minutes about his career. He's overrated and it's, again, it's not in his control to be blessed with great coaching and luck and all the time. But it's just factual. And you, you can't just ignore it because it's Tom Brady. It's not fair to every other player. An athlete in all of sports. You can't just ignore it. That's the biggest thing. So it's okay to accept the fact that he's a bit overrated. Factually. Because it's, you know, everyone's always giving all the attention. He didn't have a classic MVP performance in this game. No, the, the MVP was the defensive unit. There wasn't one player who stood out the most, but Brady didn't. You know, have a world-beating performance all throughout the playoffs. I mean, he threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship game. That's the craziest part about it. You know, <laughs> this guy throughout his career, especially in the playoffs, as I said, you know, he's won five Super Bowl MVPs. He's probably deserved one or two of them. And the other he won it because he was the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, I still don't believe, last year when they won the Super Bowl, should have won Super Bowl MVP. He didn't have an MVP performance. And I'm, I'm going to straight up say that. He did not have one. You know, the MVP of today's game was the Buccaneers defense and Todd Bulls. That's who is the MVP. That's the reality of it. It was, a, it was a unit. It wasn't just one player. It's the ultimate team sport. That's why I don't like the MVP award in these Super Bowl games. Unless someone has an unbelievable standout performance, which no one really had in this game. You no, know, the MVP is the unit. Help give the offense the MVP because they were just able to capitalize between giving the ball to Fournette, spreading the ball around the field to Gronk, who was able to be rejuvenated. It's a game of units. It's a game of teams. That's my overall takeaway on Brady. But just to sum it up, I think I said it perf- earlier perfectly. Simply, he's just overrated. It doesn't mean he's a, a no, not a top 10 or 15 player of all time. I'm not trying to imply that right now or say that. It's just that you'd be remiss to not recognize that this guy throughout his career, between having to play in the worst division for football for twenty years, the AFC East, who, you know, only until this year decided to like get back on the right track with I guess especially with Josh Allen and the Dolphins heading in the right direction, the Jets are still a mess. That's that's a story for another time. But between that and, you know, his defenses and the special teams and the coaching and the luck and the lucky plays throughout his career and the fortunate things that have happened in the Super Bowls, you can't not mention that when you when you come to talk about his career. You can't. It's the same way you can't ignore LeBron losing to the Mavericks in, in that one uh, NBA Finals matchup. It's inexcusable. But again, you can't ignore the fact that he played with a bunch of scrubs against the Warriors and they had to build a super team to beat him. You can't, you can't just forget that when you talk about LeBron's career. And you can't forget that with Brady. That throughout his career, he's been blessed. That's the biggest thing. He's been blessed. So, overall, look, I give the guy a ton of credit. He's an awesome dude. I enjoy watching him interact with people. He's an amazing competitor. You watch him on the field tonight. Seeing him trash talk at age 43. Being who he is. And his stature. And how polarizing he is. It's awesome to watch. And I don't like the hate. I don't like the hate. Because these players, in the end, they are just some of the best talents and smartest people in the entire world when it comes to playing the sport. That's what I said from the beginning. Like, I don't think he's a terrible player. You know, we can call him Sis Tom all he wants and, you know, check down Tom. And yes, as he he's definitely made a career out of not throwing the ball down the field and making incredible plays. But he's done his job. And I can't fault him for that. I'm taking the humility here. I can't I cannot fault Tom Brady for dinking and dunking sometimes. Like the one Super Bowl drive, the game winning drive he had against the Eagles when they actually beat them. He did a game winning drive and he didn't throw a single pass beyond the line of scrimmage. But if it's that that's what it took to win, then he did it. And I guess I have to respect him. Because if he did something anything else, they might have lost. So that's my takeaway. He's an an interesting figure. And and I'm never going to be... No one's mind's ever going to be changed. That's the biggest thing. You know, people are always going to regard him as the GOAT. And tonight only made it even harder to prove this point. It would have been interesting if he had a poor performance and they lost this game. But... It was a classic Brady performance. He did his job. He didn't do anything risky. His defense had a phenomenal game. The coaching was spectacular. He had things going in his favor without... You know, all with, with the... The poor calls in the first half, the ticky-tack penalties, and the offensive line not being there for Kansas City, and everything happening with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes being a bit banged up, yeah, the tie was in his favor, alright? You can't can't just ignore that. But the reality is, that's just who Tom Brady is, and we have to accept it. I guess the fate is just in the hands of some players, and Tom Brady is the number one example of it. So we accept it. We move on. Congrats to Brady. As I said before, quarterback-driven league, they wouldn't be there completely without him. But it's not like they just added Tom Brady and things magically turned around. They got Antonio Brown. They got Leonard Fournette. They got Winfield on defense. Devin White was able to develop. They have other pieces around. People got healthy. Built up, Bulked up the offensive line. No, this wasn't a magical thing overnight with Brady. This was a team effort. People can't forget that. This was the Buccaneers' Super Bowl. This wasn't Tom Brady's Super Bowl. Of course, Tom Brady played a major role in winning it. But this wasn't all him. That's the biggest thing. That's, how about this to cap off this episode? It is extremely unfair to base the legacy of a player... Off of team success, especially Super Bowls. Because you can't control what happens in the other side of the field, especially for quarterbacks. That's the biggest thing. You can. And we've seen what happens with guys like Aaron Rodgers, who have been plagued with horrible defenses throughout their entire career. That's the problem here. That's the absolute problem. It's the ultimate team sport. the ultimate team accomplishment. More than any other sport. There's a ton of guys in that roster. Over 50 of them. And they all played a part in this. It wasn't just Brady. Of course, he's the main guy in this team. But it's a team accomplishment. And that's the biggest thing here. You can't base a legacy off of just rings. That's my biggest thing. The GOAT. The greatest of all time, the best of all time, should be someone who's consistently showed dominance against the best teams, not the worst teams, but the best teams consistently dominant and effective throughout his entire career. And Brady, to me, just hasn't done that to the the fullest level of any quarterback that we've seen. Personal opinion on that. In fact, he just has not. And he's been a part of some... Killer team started his career. And he's reaped the benefits of it. And it is what it is. So I guess that's going to do it for this half an hour of an explanation. I hope this cleared up things for some of you guys who just thought I was just a hater and just wanted to, you know, shit on Brady for everything that he did. But this is the reality. There's, there's logic behind it. So uh, maybe I'm going to make a podcast soon about the art of the sports argument you know, the baseline behind it and the dynamic behind it. But if you're able to back up an opinion like this, like how I just did for half an hour by myself, talking to myself in the basement at midnight about this, it's a valid argument. You might not agree with it, but it's an argument. You can't just say, Oh, you're a clown without listening to it. So for any everyone who wanted my explanation, here it is. This half an hour. This is my this these are my two cents on it. So if you made it to the end, thank you for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for more coming soon. I like doing these little solo episodes, going off on these tangents, not reading off a script. And that's all for today. So uh, have a good night, and I'm going to miss football a lot.